What's up, weirdos? This is Jackie, and you're listening to Six Impossible Things Before Breakfast, the podcast where we tell you weird, creepy stories that you can then share with friends, family, and strangers alike to make them really uncomfortable. I have a sixlet for you this week, and it is all about travel, but we are not talking about sunny beaches and mountaintops. We are talking creepy locations across the globe that you may or may not want to visit. So first up this week, we have the Isla de las Munecas, which is the island of the dolls. And this is a lovely little island south of Mexico City. If you like forests that are decorated with decapitated heads and limbs of dolls, that is. Legend has it that the island's sole caretaker, Don Julian Santana Barrera, made a chilling discovery one morning on the shores of the island. The body of a little girl who had recently drowned. Shortly after... A doll came floating onto shore as well, and it's not clear if he thought that he was honoring the girl or maybe attempting to ward off her spirit, but in an attempt to appease the little girl's spirit anyway, he hung the doll from a tree. He didn't stop there, though. For the next 50 years, Barrera spent all of his free time scavenging the island for dolls and hanging the parts and full dolls from the island's many trees. In 2001, Barrera passed away, drowned in the exact same spot where he claims to have found the little girl all those years ago. Now, according to his family and friends, he was not in a great mental state when he decided to become this island's caretaker. Um, So they think that perhaps he was hallucinating the little girl and kind of fabricated that story. I don't know. It, uh, that might be even sadder than the folklore. You can actually get to this island. I think it is like three to four hours by boat, if I'm not mistaken. You've probably seen this place on Travel Channel. They used to have it on there all the time. And like, for real, it's pretty creepy, aesthetically speaking, anyway. There's just like a bunch of really raggedy dolls hanging from trees. And people claim that it feels like the doll's eyes are following you around the island. But anyway, it... uh not, not really the top of my list to visit, but maybe you're into that. Whatever you do, do not take your dog for a walk over the Overton Bridge in Dumbarton, Cal... Why did I just try to say California? Dumbarton, Scotland. Somewhere between an estimated 300 to 600 dogs have jumped from the bridge to their deaths over the year. Why? No one knows. Some say that the dogs are being called to jump by the White Lady of Overton, the ghost of the ex-estate owner who is said to haunt the grounds. But scientists have a more boring explanation, of course. They believe that the dogs are spelling the sense of animals in the gorge below, but because of their poor eyesight, don't know that they're potentially jumping to their deaths. The real kicker here is that there have been reports of numerous dogs jumping surviving the fall totally, and then deciding to jump off again. So that's, I mean, maybe that's just dogs, but geez. Oh, also, if you hear a loud thumping noise in the background, that is my cat Cooper trying to break into my bedroom. And uh, I'm sorry if it's distracting, but maybe it adds to the spooky vibe. I'm not sure. So you may have heard of the Bermuda Triangle, but have you ever heard of the Bermuda Triangle of Romania? The Hoya Bashu Forest, named for a shepherd who went missing with 200 of his sheep, has it all. It's got oddly curved trees that become charred for no apparent reason. 
UFO sightings, ghost sightings, random giggling, footsteps from unseen figures, faces that were otherwise non-existent appearing in photographs, and strange lights. Many visitors have also reported intense feelings of nausea, rashes, migraines, vomiting, burns, and overwhelming anxiety. One story even claims that a little girl went missing only to turn up five years later completely unaged and in the same clothing with no recollection of her time away. And you can Google pictures of this place. Like, the trees are, like, they come up from the ground and they take these weird, hard left and right turns. (laughs) They're very odd and a little bit spooky, but it's also beautiful in a way. Um, I'd encourage you to go look up pictures. It's pretty neat. I mean, I am um, kind of like a crunchy, hippy-dippy girl. I love camping, nature, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I don't know that I'm going to rush off to Romania to visit this place. Nestled atop a hill in Radford, Radford, Virginia, sits St. Albans Sanatorium. Constructed in 1892, it first functioned as a Lutheran boys' school. And while that doesn't sound all that scary, uh, this place was pretty rough and tumble. Um, Bullying was not just condoned, it was encouraged, and there were many reports of suicide. After the school closed in 1911, it sat empty until 1916 when it reopened with a brand new purpose as a psychiatric hospital. Now, as you could imagine, psychiatric care in the 1900s was absolutely fucking horrifying. Um, Insulin-induced comas, lobotomies, and electric shock treatments were commonly practiced there, leaving patients either brain dead or actually dead. Other patients were routinely wrapped in ice-cold towels and left to soak in tubs for days in what was called hydrotherapy. And if that wasn't bad enough for you, the living conditions were, shocker, totally abhorrent. At one point, the patient-to-staff ratio was 48 to 6,509. The building experienced many more suicides, leaving St. Albans as one of the most haunted places on the East Coast. Visitors have reported apparitions, shadowy figures, levitating objects, hearing disembodied voices, and even experiencing physical touches from unseen entities. And you can book tours with this place, I believe. If you Google it, there is a website where you can um, take ghost tours and all that. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. Let me know how it is. Uh, Do you like ghost towns? I mean, I think they're kind of cool. If you think they're cool, you should check out Centralia, Pennsylvania. It might be for you. Upon entering the town, visitors are warmly greeted by these charming little signs warning of death by asphyxiation and the dangers of being swallowed up by sinkholes. This once booming mining town caught fire in 1962 and is still burning to this day. It's said that this creepy little town was the inspiration for the film Silent Hill, which if you haven't seen is pretty good, pretty scary in my opinion, but I mean, I was pretty young when I watched it for this first time. But back to Centralia, um, if you Google pictures of this place, there are like these enormous cracks in the roads and in the ground where you can see um, like steam rising from this underground fire. And if you want a more in-depth explanation of the hows and whys and whats, head over to the Dollop podcast. They did an entire episode about just this It's really good, and let's be honest, um, Gareth Reynolds and Dave Anthony are fucking hilarious, and if you haven't checked out The Dollop, you absolutely need to go do it. It's super good. And our last one for today, 
So back in 1793 to 1814, the plague tore through Venice, Italy, wreaking havoc. Unsure of how to handle this, the governors at the time placed the sick on a small island that is Paveglia. As many as 160,000 people lived and died on the island during this time, leaving behind numerous mass graves. And if that wasn't bad enough, the island was also home to a mental hospital in operation from 1922 to 1968. And it is rumored that the chief psychologist was very cruel and tortured and killed many patients. Tormented by his guilt, he eventually threw himself from the island's bell tower. But there is also a little folklore floating around that when he did that, he was being chased up the stairs by a ghostly fog. Perhaps the ghosts of the patients that he tortured and killed? Who knows? Maybe. So I hope you liked this week's episode. If you have any suggestions, you know any creepy places, I'd like to hear about them. I know LC would like to hear about them. Hopefully we can get back to recording with each other again soon. It's just been a wild couple of weeks for us. Um, you can always email us comments, questions, suggestions at siximpossiblethingspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I hope you guys have a good week and we will see you next time. Bye.